You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Brian Brown, bringing you your daily updates for University of Utah Athletics. Coming into the month of May, we are winding down in terms of actual athletics performing, but we are going full steam ahead. We're going to talk today about the 2021 NFL Draft being over and that class being smaller. How can that possibly affect the 2022 NFL Draft and what kind of effect will that have on the University of Utah and its players? We're also going to discuss a recent University of Utah basketball target makes a decision What's the effect of that, and, and how does it play into the hands of the University of Utah basketball program? And also, Utah gets a big commitment, but maybe not from a player that you were previously expecting or from a program that you maybe thought was searching for a commitment. Lastly, we're going to finish this thing off with the weekend recap, where we go back and look at the performance of University of Utah athletic teams like baseball, softball, and lacrosse. All that... Coming up now here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast for May 3rd, 2021. Welcome back to the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network brought to you by Built Bar, our title sponsor for today. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars on the planet. My name is Brian Brown. I am your co-host here for Locked On Utes. As we enter the month of May, thank you for continuing to follow us on your favorite uh, podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, where if you are listening to this somewhere else because it's not appearing on Apple Podcasts, we are very well aware that there is an issue with that. Hopefully, by the time this episode drops, that will have been resolved. If not, we will continue to hold out hope that Apple will get that fixed for us. In the meantime, you can subscribe, rate, and review us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. This episode of the Locked on News podcast is going to be a little bit light on actual event discussion. There's not a whole lot of sports going into action. As we transition, we're still going to be going for a daily version of the Locked on Utes podcast for you. We're going to try and keep you updated on news and notes and whatnot, but we're also going to get into some history of programs. We're going to try and get more interviews and and broaden our horizons as we don't have to break down games so much we want to bring you more of the stories and discussions so if you have ideas if you have questions if you have suggestions feel free to uh to hit us up on twitter at locked on utes at brown bear slc at jacob c hatch and then also you can send us emails that's locked on utes at gmail.com we would love any kind of input for anything like that, but in the meantime, we do have some plans for the offseason. Before we get too deep into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the 2021 NFL Draft. As most of you likely know happened this weekend, there were zero University of Utah football players drafted for the first time in a very, very long time. It was weird 
paying attention to the draft, but not really paying attention because there were no Utah players drafted. Now, that will likely change next year as there are plenty of candidates available for the draft. We saw that a few of Utah's draft-eligible candidates decided to return to school. This is a much younger team in terms of uh, roster eligibility than in years previous. But with all these changes and everything from COVID and from the eligibility freeze, the 2021 draft class was a lot smaller than in years past, meaning that the 2022 class will likely be a lot larger. What kind of an effect can that have on the University of Utah? Is it going to be a positive that players like Chris Curry and TJ Pledger will still be considered juniors after this season? Does it have an impact on the Clark Phillips who Clark Phillips type players who even though they'll only be sophomores in terms of eligibility, they'll actually be considered three years removed from high school and could potentially be uh, eligible for the draft in 2023. How does all this affect all those teams? It'll be fascinating to see. What I do think will happen is that it's going to lead to some departures from the program here at the University of Utah, but not the ones that are going to have the biggest impact. I think your players that are more talented will likely stay in school, notwithstanding having major breakout years. Those players are going to stay in school a little bit longer because they're going to have to thin out this herd with the draft classes. I think you're going to see a lot fewer juniors or junior ish players uh three years removed from high school in essence i think you're going to see a lot fewer of those type of players declare for the draft in 2022 possibly load up for 2023 i also think that you're going to see a lot of the players who are not seeing the field transfer and leave the program at the university of utah because there will be a scholarship crunch this is a topic that jake and i discuss often here on the podcast and we'll continue to discuss but the potential for players to stay on board becomes a lot more valuable when they're occupying a scholarship that could be used on an incoming recruit. And as we've talked about, it's not so much the availability of scholarships as there are still scholarships available for the most part uh, at the University of Utah on the football team it's the initials and while we still don't have an official ruling from the ncaa there are rumors that there will be a rolling initials uh term where 50 initials can be used across a two-year period you can use up to 30 initials in the first year uh, or per year so if you use 31 year then you would have 20 the next year how that'll actually work out and break down we're not really sure yet, but all of this goes to say that there are maybe some breakout and some standout candidates at the University of Utah next fall that likely won't declare for the NFL draft because of a crowded draft class. And how this is going to affect things is that the NFL teams are going to take their chances on higher ceiling players in terms of athleticism in later rounds as opposed to the kind of players that Utah has produced in years past, the workhorse types, the John Penasinis, the Terrell Burgesses, the uh, the Julian Blackmans, who was a fifth-round choice despite getting injured. 
there have been a lot of former University of Utah football players that have made a pretty good living in the NFL from being drafted in those later rounds simply because they're developmental players. Uh, More often than not, the elite athletes that the University of Utah does get at positions get drafted a little bit higher. Marcus Williams, I think, is a great example of that. Came in the University of Utah as a raw football player, but a very talented athlete. Uh, It's... Lucky Fotu might be another good example of that, where he was still pretty raw as a football player, even in his time at the University of Utah, but his athleticism and his ability is practically unmatched. I think the exception to those rules are the Clark Phillips type of players, Jalen Johnson, who are elite athletes, but also very well-developed football players when they enter in the program. And it'll be fascinating to see what happens with some of those guys. Travis Broughton is one that comes to mind. Uh, I, I... Simi Mwala is another one who's a return missionary, and, and while his performance on the field maybe hasn't measured up to Utah fan standards, he still does project just with his size and athleticism alone as an NFL tackle, and there are teams that might be willing to take a chance on him in the seventh round should he choose to come out. And for a player like Simi, it does make a difference because he's a returned missionary, he's getting older, he has a family, not everybody wants to live on the college stipend for forever. It's not as great as it is to have your school paid for and to get meals and get to hang out at the facility. The stipend doesn't always pay the way that a lot of those guys expect to be paid. And the other aspect of it too is just the burden of being a college football player weighs a lot heavier when you're that age and going through it than maybe when you're removed from it or when you're older. If you ask me today if I could go back and play college football under a scholarship and and get a stipend, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would quit my job, no questions asked. But when I was 24 and 25, the question came up in my mind, how long can I really do this for? And that's where I think a lot of these guys will be sitting as, as, as they get down the road with the eligibility having been frozen. So it's going to carry over to another year it's going to get messy and i do think that this could lead to the university of utah having to make some tough decisions and having some difficult conversations with guys who have been a part of the program in, in years past and we did see that a lot of players that were seniors opted to return viani mawala is the one that comes to mind huati pututau now they only did get to play in five games so it's it's very fair and understandable that they want to return uh t-boney tyrone young smith is one that's been here for Britton Covey claims that T-Boney's been here longer than he has. And so those are all guys that may have to come to a, a, a decision on their own about what the next step is now. For a player like Vontae Davis and Vianney Mawala, this season becomes essential for them to try and really uh, generate good draft stock. But what happens next year? Are those guys that were, they might have been drafted in the seventh round because they get the extra year, they can boost their stock up? Or are they guys that just get left out of the equation and end up being free agent signings at best because there are so many players going in the draft? Vianney does have strong measurements, but he hasn't really put together the film that's going to have scouts salivating about wanting to draft him in the third or fifth round to play defensive tackle. And there are names out there that we probably haven't mentioned that might actually step up and make themselves drafts eligible. I think last year, Nephi Sewell came out of nowhere to surprise a lot of us. No doubt there's going to be someone like that that steps to the plate this year. I think Mika Tufua is a solid candidate.
candidate for that. Who knows who else might step up to the plate and really emerge as a solid, reliable player that has draft potential. And as always, as I mentioned before, the guys who have served missions are going to have to calculate that as well. Because while your eligibility has been frozen, your age clock has not. And the NFL harps on that extremely, extremely hard for the same reason that every league does because you have a shelf life and there's only so many years where you can actually play sports and and stay healthy and they want to get their hands on you as early as possible so while utah still is a very young program this next couple years and especially in terms of building and developing stock into the nfl draft might continue to be a little bit of a smaller pipeline i think players like nick ford won't have an issue like that nick ford got a second or third round draft grade he'll likely get a first round grade as will devin lloyd when they try to enter the draft next year and that means that they are a first round level talent it doesn't guarantee that they'll be a first round draft pick it just means that they are that that level of player it's like getting an a or or a B or a C grade. So they can get drafted anywhere from rounds one to four with that kind of a grade. It just depends on how many prospects are in the pool, how well they played, how valuable they are to team scouting departments, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens with Utah's draft development. Does this benefit the Utes because they get another year to develop these players and they're going to be leaving the program more developed and and better than they would have a year previous? Does it hurt Utah because they are a development program and typically don't get the higher-end athletes and NFL teams are going to try and get risk the biscuit so to speak on those higher ceiling athletes in the later rounds and try and sign undrafted free agents instead all this is going to be uh, a big storyline i think as the 2021 season ends and we move into 2022 and as 2022 recruiting heats up as well we'll always talk about recruiting here on the podcast just a little bit and we'll continue to do so we are expecting this class to be smaller as of now so if you do see names floating around there i think ben roberts from east high school is one who has started to really pop and become a very coveted prospect has an offer from washington if i'm not mistaken does not have an offer currently from the University of Utah, not a public offer anyways. And so you might see some some uh, prospects like that get passed over just simply because they don't either fit Utah's recruiting profile at the position, size-wise, strength-wise. There are a number of factors that it could be. Maybe they don't feel like a prospect is a good culture fit. That doesn't mean that the kid's bad. It's just that, like, the University of Utah has... has I should say the football program has a specific character trait that they like in players and some players exhibit it well and some players don't. And it doesn't mean that a player is a bad kid. All it means is, or that they're not going to be successful. All it means is that it's just not one that Utah values over others. And so as we go through this process, it'll be fascinating to see what happens in terms of players emerging, players leaving the program and, and so forth and so on. We're going to talk about this a lot, I feel like, over the next year or two, and that it's just going to continue to be a topic even as the pandemic fades away and as more and more people get vaccinated. And life starts to return more and more back to normal, hopefully filling the stands at Rice Eccles Stadium come fall and getting back to University of Utah football the way we know it. But at the same time, that could still be two to three years away in terms of getting guys developed into a pipeline, getting them drafted and and reloading in terms of recruiting as well. 
And while nothing is a sure thing these days, there is one thing that I can tell you for sure that you'll want to do, and that's go to betonline.ag, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. There are no guarantees in the world of sports. That's part of why we love it. That's part of why you can go in there and make those risky bets, and, and it can pay off and have fun and choose something different. The NFL draft prop bets were really fun to follow. The Kentucky Derby, what a crazy crazy race that was i i was really optimistic that soup and salad was going to come through uh next year they better have a her- horse named burger and fries or else i'm going to be very disappointed uh continue to bet on baseball ufc mma all of that still in action there on betonline.ag it's super easy to sign up for just go to betonline.ag on your laptop or on your mobile device and check out all the sporting news sign up for uh, for a bonus there using the promo code locked on with your first deposit. It's a 50% bonus when you make your first deposit at betonline.ag and you can start gambling right away once that's been taken care of. It's super easy to sign up. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams start to prep for their runs to the playoffs. And the NBA is crazy right now. There is definitely money to be made over there. So go to betonline.ag, get signed up today, use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Jumping back into the University of Utah and athletic updates. Over the weekend, it was announced that University of Utah basketball target Tristan Clark had committed to SMU. He comes from San Antonio. They had always been the the clubhouse leader in terms of him trying to stay as close to home as possible. But a definite loss for the University of Utah is Clark would have fulfilled a a role on this basketball team as as a tough uh, physical big man that would help shore up the front court, bring some experience, bring some leadership. So losing him to SMU does does definitely hurt the basketball program a little bit. Now they'll have to circle the wagons a little bit and dig in to find some prospects and or also hope that there are going to be more players that come back to school after going through the NBA draft process. There are a lot of Utah fans that are optimistic that Nimi uh, Nemesh uh, Keda will go through that process and not earn a, a good grade and might possibly transfer to the University of Utah. I really don't know that there's any indication that that's going to happen. If he does not earn a positive draft grade through the NBA, he's likely going to stay a professional and go play overseas anyways. So they'll have to keep an eye on things in terms of that stay on top of it and and continue to search for a big man the transfer portal while still loaded with names has been thinned out in terms of the high level elite talent there are still some players there so pavlo uh, zubia from asu is in the portal he's 68235 uh was a four-star out of high school uh, Hamir Wright, also from Washington, currently in the portal. Trey Mitchell, Jerron Brooks, uh, Corey Walker, Nate Reavers, uh, Roivers. Some names that maybe maybe Utah will reach out to now more depends on, on what relationships there exist. So we'll have to keep our eyes out and open for that one. But they'll definitely need to start looking a lot uh, more intently for some help in the front court. Along those lines, there was also a strong commitment to the University of Utah from a current athlete 
Danny Drews is returning to the Utah volleyball program. And this is a massive, massive get for the volleyball team. Drews is, in my humble opinion, the best volleyball player in the history of the program. She is a three-time All-American, three-time All-Region, and three-time All-Pac-12. She's helped lead Utah to two Sweet 16 appearances and had Utah ranked in the top 10 in the AVCA rankings for most of last season. She is second currently in program history in number of kills of 1,687. It goes without saying that she'll likely pass that number as she returns next year and has the opportunity to be uh, the biggest impact player for the University of Utah next year. Uh, Drew's the former Danny Barton, as always sister to Cody and Jackson and younger brother Lander, who will be playing a senior season at Brighton and is also a four-star recruit with a Utah offer, will have a major impact in the volleyball program. And it will be exciting to see her back in 2021 in the fall with an opportunity to really capitalize on the momentum that they gained last year as a, a young team in general uh, really started to develop as, as – the year started, hit a couple COVID bumps, and, and really kind of fought through the season only just to have their season ended by Pitt in the NCAA tournament. But that's a massive get for the volleyball program, and, and Coach Beth Lanier gives them an opportunity to come into next year, as I said, with a lot of momentum and, and one of the best volleyball players in program history and also in the country to anchor your squad. You can never complain about that. Look forward to seeing what the Utah volleyball team does next year, especially with Drews at the helm. And I also look forward to my daily built bar. It's one of the best parts of my day. I, I think about it all morning if I'm eating it in the afternoon. If I eat it in the morning, I usually think about it for most of the morning, how delicious it was. I'm excited. I got a, a couple boxes that should be getting here today on Monday. Uh, coming from Built Bar, uh, one of my favorite flavors, as you well know, Coconut Brownie Crumble, coming in the mail. Uh, there are so many good flavors out there. Cherry Barcia, Jake and I both love. Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, a sneaky good flavor. Orange, whatever floats your boat. If you like nutty flavors, they have some great ones of those. Coconut Almond, uh, Peanut Butter, Banana Bread, another sneaky good flavor. Uh, lemon Almond Cheesecake, which is another favorite. So many good flavors, so good for you. Uh, most of those flavors having up to 20 grams of protein, uh, less than 200 calories, under 5 grams of sugar, and it's a great way to get your sweet tooth fix. If, you, if you're one of those kinds of people where you just love sweets and you crave sweets, even when you're trying to eat well, it's the perfect substitute for that. Gives you that healthy whey protein, and it tastes good along the way to it, so don't keep punishing yourself with all those other terrible chalky uh crunchy wannabe protein bars just go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order use that promo code locked 15 builtbar.com and let's get built Finishing up a Monday episode of the Locked On Utes podcast, we are going to do our weekend review. And it was not a very friendly weekend to Utah athletics, let's put it that way. 
as multiple programs uh, are starting to wrap up their 2021 season. The baseball program dropped three in a row to Arizona. Those were at Corbett Fields down in Tucson. They now return home, but not quite home, as they'll be taking on Northern Colorado, but in Ogden, Utah at Lindquist Field. Those games will be May 8th, 9th, and 10th due to a homestand at uh, Smith Smith's Ballpark for the Salt Lake Bees. Uh, games will be 6 p.m. on Saturday, 4 p.m. on Sunday, and 12 p.m. on Monday. You can go to utahutes.com and get tickets if you'd like to attend. As there are only a few games left for baseball, it's one of the few programs left in action still at this point in time. Softball, also a very uh, difficult weekend as they drop four to UCLA, including a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, just not a lot of run generation for the Utes against the number two Bruins. And that Bruins team is definitely going to be a hot commodity as they go into the softball tournament. And one of my favorite tournaments to watch, it's always enjoyable. The the girls compete really hard and, and softball is fun to watch. It's a very action packed version of stickball. And, and I'm apologize to all you purists out there who get mad that I call it that. I'm not trying to be, offensive it's just how i delineate it um vol- uh excuse me softball will be in action on tuesday at 5 p.m at the dumpkey park um dumpkey softball stadium on the campus of the university of utah versus weber state 5 p.m first pitch that one should be available on the utah live stream three on pack12.com also in action this weekend lacrosse dropped their season finale against Robert Morris, 16 to 12. The lacrosse was in the lead uh, at halftime, 9 to 8. Came out in the third, scored three goals to Robert Morris's two, and then Robert Morris reeled off six straight goals, six unanswered goals in the fourth period to take the victory away from the Utes. The Utes honored uh, four of their seniors who will be departing this season. Um, Sad to see seniors Jonathan Rose, Dan Tracy, Steelheaden, and Harrison Nye depart the program. This was a young team, though. They'll look to build on this season and come back next year as part of the A-Sun. That'll be a big benefit to them as they won't have to go play so many games on the road. They'll have some experience under their belt. And you know that Coach Brian Holman is going to have his squad ready to go. So good luck to the lacrosse team. We will uh, definitely try and get them on board for some interviews to uh, to recap the season and everything like that as we move forward. That's it for your weekend recap, and that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Utes podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. Uh, like I said, follow, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you can. Spread the word about us. We're going to be going strong all summer long. Uh, we'll let you know more about the programming schedule as we get into further months, but we're going to try and do as much uh, Utah coverage is, is, is available. Um, looking forward to doing that for sure. And looking forward to continuing to speak with all you all and, and have these conversations. It's going to be a fun off season. I think we're going to do a lot of recruiting coverage. So get excited for that. And I am very excited about some of the other things that we have planned as well. So that's it for today's show. Again, thank you for joining me. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for May 3rd, Monday, May 3rd, 2021. And we're going to talk to you again tomorrow.